Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What happens when a man leaves his job of many decades running a beer distributorship? Well, we always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. So decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, that doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. The stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. We are so excited because last week, something that we have daydreamed about and talked about and joked about for a very long time finally came true. Lamar, the people's movie critic who has been with us for, I mean, just almost as long as we've been a show, um, left his longtime career with Anheuser-Busch, retired from that job, and the very next day, joined the Bob and Sherry show as a full-time member of the show. And we are so excited. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. So, well, so, uh, here we are. So, yeah, here we are. So is it, uh, is it, it must be somewhat bizarre because obviously you've been running uh, that beer warehouse and you were on a beer truck prior to that when you were a young man delivering oh, beer. Yeah. We've seen these guys. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. anybody that's been, you know, at a grocery store at the right time has seen them. And that was hard work. And then all of a sudden, here you are. You're never going to get another callus on your hand again. I got enough. I, I got enough. Trust me on that. I've got enough. I do. I do. I do. You know, let, let me just say, uh, we've known you for like decades now. And, yeah. um, and, and, and we'll go back and talk about the origin of it. I was telling somebody the other day, I've never met anybody who was more um, naturally designed to uh, be an entertainer, to be in show business in some way, shape or form. And some people can um, come out of a childhood where there's absolutely no influence to be in show business and they can make it, you know, every now and then they can, they can make it. Um, you you went a different direction, but you were right for um, the idea of being an entertainer. And here, not in your youth, but here and now, you are on a nationally syndicated radio show. That must be kind of bizarre. It is a little bizarre. I mean, it really is a little bizarre. Um, but like I said, when we first, the first couple of days we were talking and, and Sherry says, well, it seems to be going okay. And I said, I've been training for this for 25 years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it better be going okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I have, it's, 
it is really, really weird. It, it is a strange story because, like I say, I don't know what the exact date was, but it's been over 25. I know that. And I, I listened to the show once. I had went to, I was dating someone, and we went to Charlotte um, to a concert. And on the way back, it was on a Monday morning, and on the way back, um, I, she's listening to the show. And so I'm listening to the show and I'm like, what is this? And she says, well, it's the Bob and Sherry show, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm listening to it. And so I thought it was funny and it was different. It was engaging or whatever. So when I got back to work, I started listening to it every day. And back then we had callers that would call in and would, you know, the best call of the hour would win a prize. And I'm like, I think I could win one of them prizes. So <laughs> I started calling in. And I won a prize. I won a prize. I won quite a few prizes. Most of them I couldn't collect because I'd have to drive so far to get it. And I mean, you know, but I won a spiral slice ham. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, you coming for if, that. If, yeah. if we're going to hit the road, we're going to hit the road for the spiral sliced ham. So <laughs> I drove up to get the spiral sliced ham. And it just so happened y'all were doing a remote at a grocery store. And the grocery store was not far from where I got the spiral sliced ham. And I'm like, let me sling by there. Maybe I can meet these guys, you know, whatever. So I stand in line and this was the first CD. I think y'all did it on. No, this was a cassette. Cassette. They were still cassettes. They were still cassettes. Yeah. 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 They were still cassettes. Um, this was the second one out. I think this is the only, uh, that first one was the only one I never, oh, this, this one. No, this was the first one out. Cause this is the only one I wasn't on. I got the cassette and I folded it out and you're sitting there. You and Bob are sitting at the table and I hand it to you and you said, who'd I make this out to? And I said, we'll make it out to Lamar. And you looked up and you said, are you that guy? Just been calling us, and I said, "Yep, I am." And now I'm stalking you in grocery stores, and we talked for about thirty seconds or whatever, and then I cut out. But I continued to call once a week. Never call. I never call more than twice a week, and I never call more less than three days apart. So it would never get old because if it gets old, we quit answering. And so after a while. I quit calling in to win. I started calling in to make comments on the callers. So if a caller said something that I thought was funny or could be made fun of or whatever, I would call and Max would answer the phone and I I would tell him who I was and he'd say, what do you want to say? And I would tell him exactly what I wanted to say. And he'd say, okay. And he put me on. So after a while, he started just saying, is it you? And I would say yes. And he would just put me through. And we just kept doing that for a while. And one day I was going in late for work and I was in my car and I called from the car and Bob had laryngitis. And so Sherry, you came on the phone and you said, look, Bob's gone for the day. He's got laryngitis. He can't talk. Do you want to co-host the show, the chat room on the phone while you ride around? I said, yeah. So I rode around town for an hour and we did the chat room. And then I got invited to come in the next day and do it in the studio. And I remember I that. It was so fun. It was so and I didn't, I didn't break and anything. here we are today. All right. Yeah, we're going to so continue. Let, we're going to continue pause. with the story let's of pause. Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back and we're, we're celebrating Lamar's becoming a full-time cast member in the very unusual way that Lamar's radio career began. I mean, it really began as a listener. 
And I remember vividly um, Lamar driving up and co-hosting the four-hour live network syndicated radio show with me. And we had so fun. We had so much fun. And here is something that um, is very unusual about this show that day as compared to everything else in radio. My radio career began in a similar way. No experience, no clue, literally just walked off the street. And so that day that Bob, Bob was really sick. He was almost never out sick from work, but he had no voice at all. So that day, um, that, that radio station and the network was in the hands of two people, <laughs> neither of whom <laughs> were actual real dyed in the wool radio professionals. It's I the only show. That. Think about that. This is the only show in the country where at this point, um, a good percentage of the people working on it are like, radio? That sounds like fun. Where's the microphone? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is strange. But you know what that says? It, it, it says this. Um, there are some people that just have what uh, musicians call the natural juices. And the whole idea of they're not radio people, they have no training, they didn't, you know, is kind of bullshit in a way. Totally. Um, you know, you, you either can entertain, like, like I've known people who have had their own radio shows, but then you talk to them, like at a party, a station party or whatever it may be, and they're just not very interesting and they're not funny. You know, maybe they're good at uh, making fun of someone or doing some sort of a stupid ass stunt or something like that. But as far as engaging conversation, funny conversation, they're in the wrong business. So if you got two people and we're talking about, you know, the both of you, if you have two people who can key a mic and just start talking about some stuff and making it funny. That's all it really takes. I will say, because I do agree, obviously I agree with you, but, um, and I'm curious to hear your take on this, Lamar, because you've been, even though this is your, the beginning of your second week as a full-time radio personality, you've been a radio personality for a long time. Yeah. There's a craft to it. And I want to, I want to pay respect to my fellow broadcasters and say that the craft of broadcasting is real. And, you have to, you have to, you have to work at it. You have to respect it and you got to work at it. Otherwise you sound like a, you just sound sloppy. Yeah. There yeah. is a craft. Yeah. I guess perhaps I was a bit too dismissive, but I'm, I'm talking about the actual entertainment uh, part of it. What the actual content as they call it. Oh, oh yeah. Cause let me go ahead and say as a person that had no idea how it worked. Now, this was not my first time being on the radio. I did play the bongo drums when I was in the fourth grade on the radio because they were my bongo drums. And by God, I was going to be the one that bongoed them. But uh, knowing what to do. So where I learned what to do was when I would come to the studio and I could sit and I could watch and I would watch Bob and I, and I would watch Sherry and, and Max and, and pay attention because there is a lot to it. I mean, there is. And so it took a long time and I'm still, you know, I'm still got some, some ways to go on some, some of the stuff as, as far as that goes, but yeah, it's a craft to it. There's a lot happening. Time is important. Things going on. You've got a certain amount of time, you know, and you can't, 
Yeah. Right. So yeah, it, it right. is. You, there's a bunch yeah. to it. There is. Yeah. There is. But as far as I just think, the talking part, I got the talking part. <laughs> I know. I think, right. I think, and and we've talked about this in other podcast episodes. I think, but um, when I got into the business and literally had never. I mean, I had played a tree in a school play in like first grade. I was not a performer at all. No, no thought of ever, unlike you, Lamar, like I had never daydreamed about being a ventriloquist or riding a unicycle or juggling or any of these things, right? I really, I mean, I just did not have any idea what I was doing. Like you, the part that Bob talks about where the innate ability to make content, okay, yes, but um, we've all known people that are really, really fun at a party and freeze in front of a microphone. So there's, well, there's a lot, yeah. you know, there's a yeah. lot going on. And then the, the art and craft of this business, one of Bob's great, um, skills is that he is not a controlling person at all. Bob is the least controlling man I have ever, ever known. And Bob took one look at me, like literally fresh off the Philly turnip truck and was like, she's, it's better if she learns this herself and I'm just going to step aside and let her figure it out. And he, over the years, Lamar, the same thing with you, better to let Lamar be Lamar and as needed, we'll say something like, Hey, you're splattering on the mic or Whoa, we probably shouldn't talk about that. You know, and yeah, yeah. the that is an invisible that that kind of thing is invisible and unappreciated by those who don't see it or understand that it's happening. The idea that someone like me would make it in this business, which is such a male dominated shit show locker room, was only possible because the big man in charge was like, leave her alone. Don't touch her. Get out of her way. And that's sweet of you to say. Thank you. But it's true. It's true. It almost goes back to uh, something I read. I think, I don't know if it was Arnold Palmer, but somebody was saying, how do you teach somebody to play golf? How do you, how do, you do that? How do you, how do you teach somebody to uh, really be a good golfer? Because there's so many things that are involved. You have to be able to hit it straight when you want, curve the ball left and right and, and, and all of that. And this person said, don't start out by telling them, okay, here's the parameters so you don't lose the golf ball. Be sure to do this so the golf ball stays straight right down the line. That is the, the wrong thing to do. When you take a young person, what you want them to do is swing away. Just say, you know, here are a couple of tips, but try to just swing away and don't worry about where it goes. Because if you start out by giving directions that are parameters of what a person can do already, that's all they can think about. And the naturalness of the golf swing or the performance on a radio station is diminished and maybe killed. So I just wanted you to swing away. And because, I, you know, I've been doing this since I was a teenager, there wasn't going to be a problem on the air. The, the, the audience, the program directing people were not going to come in going, oh, it's just, it's, you know, Mr. Toad's wild ride. I was going to control certain things, times, uh, you know, different elements that have to go at a certain time. But I knew that that could be learned. What you can't teach is an a innate sense of humor. And you cannot teach how to be someone who is a great storyteller. 
you can get, you know, take somebody and maybe they tell the story a little bit better. But to have the natural ability to entertain can't be taught. As Steve Allen once said, he was the first host of The Tonight Show. If you ain't funny by the age of 12, you're never going to be funny. The thing yeah. is, though, Bob, like what what you just described makes perfect sense. And and the golf analogy is particularly interesting because golfers get what do you call it? The nips. No, that's what I get when he yips. sees on the yips. 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 So um, <laughs> golfers make, you can focus so much on the the form and geometry of your swing that you can't hit the damn ball. So you were, it's a great analogy. You're right. Just swing away. Just hit that ball. Just swing, right. take all the swings you can, and we'll figure it out as we go. Right. The, the thing that I don't think you understand is how absolutely freaking unlikely it would be that a person who was in your position then and had <sighs> the power you held then would be like, Hmm. back off and let her swing at the ball. And not only that, Lamar, and this this never applied to you. This only applied to me. And you know, Bob is sensitive and does not like criticism or negativity or anyone even being like, he doesn't even like you to have a look on your face. For two straight years, he hid all of the negatives from me so that I had no idea <laughs> that everybody didn't love it. Yeah. And, Talk about being SpongeBob. He he absorbed two years worth of death threats and people telling people walking up to him in the grocery store, going, "Have you lost your mind? What are you thinking?" And for two you know, years, speaking of golf, for two years golf, he was silent about this. Yeah, I, I I had a golf club that I was a member of uh, back then, and um, I was an unusual. It was a country club. And I was an unusual guy to be in this country club because they just didn't have uh, show business Carnival type. folks. Yeah, carnival <laughs> folks. <people>. Carnies. <laughs> but I had a friend who was the president of the club, and he said, look, he's a good guy. He has a nice family. It's not going to be a problem. You know, trust me. And, and I met some lovely, lovely people. They, they were very nice. I wasn't of their, I hate to use the word class, but uh, growing up, I wasn't. Um, but they were very nice to me until, and, and most of them continued to be. But I remember driving up, getting out of my car, and going in to meet my friends to play. And a guy who was pretty nice to me most of the time, I didn't know him well, he said, Bob. And he did a thumbs down in the parking lot to me. And... Uh, I went, ah, <laughs> uh, get out of here. You know, I, I, I knew that if I got into it with him, the word would spread and I would have a bad image in, in this situation. I don't belong to it anymore, by the way. It's a lovely place, but I don't, I, I don't live there or belong there anymore. Um, but thumbs down. And, and the funny thing is that same guy, a couple of years later, came, must have forgotten because he came up and he said, uh, I heard you and Sherry the other day. She is such a, such a hoot. When she said this, and I shut up, I didn't say a word. I just said, thank you. Thank you very much. And do you know the self-control it took him to <laughs> shut up and not say a word? <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. So, um, so as we celebrate, like, because Lamar was born <clears throat> to be in show business. 
He just was. But sometimes it's kind of like my favorite SNHU commercial where the president of the um, college, he's in the auditorium with all the um, Southern New Hampshire graduates. And he says, talent um, is distributed equally. Opportunity is not. For some people who were born to do a certain job, life throws so many curveballs and obstacles and Pretty soon, you know, you look up and some time's gone by and you think to yourself, well, that was a dream that I had to give up on. Lamar should have been in show business all along. We were right. meeting with some folks at um, Podcast Movement and ta- and explaining, Buzz Knight, Bob, our friend Buzz Knight, the consultant. Yeah, yeah. And explaining um, that Lamar was getting ready because we knew a week before he joined that we had gotten, we were able to get it done and Lamar was going to come. And we said, we're super excited. The People's Movie Critic is going to join the show full time. And Buzz, who knows your work as the movie critic, was like, that's that's great. I mean, wow. And Tony said, Buzz, this is a guy that if the roll of the dice had been a little bit different, he would have been a comedy writer, a stand-up, the neighbor on the sitcom. Like, this was a guy that was born to be in show business. And so isn't it amazing? I don't care, like, what hour of the day it is. Um you could knock on my door at five minutes to midnight and hand me a dream that came true. And I'd be as glad to see it as if it got here 10 years sooner. You know, I don't care. Listen, all those other years, all those other years. And listen, I've had a great, great, great life. I had a great job at a great company. Um, I tell my kids, I tell my kids, something came up about something about, you know, why I didn't try to do this or I said, you, you're the, you're the reason you, I was about to say all that. Of this because yeah. when you get yeah. married, you have right. to make a decision. Once you have kids, whatever dream you might have, you got to shelf that bad boy because you got responsibilities and you got to take care of that. And everything else has to go to the side. But at yeah. this point, I don't think if I could have got out of the garden in Hartwell, Georgia, <laughs> on the farm. If I could have got out of the garden and me and Willie talk would have been on, you know, we would have been doing our deal. I would have missed out on tons and tons of great times and great people and, you know, whatever. So I'm fortunate enough to have had that great life. And now right. I'm sitting here and I'm fixing to have another one. So it's an embarrassment yeah, of riches for me. It's an absolute embarrassment of riches. But I I do think that you're right. The only way that you could have broken into, and I I see you doing stand-up, at at least initially. I I think that, uh, you know, every every person who's ever done stand-up has been, maybe not booed off the stage, but uh, people have, you know, been heckled. You got a bomb. You got a bomb. You got a bomb. bomb and, And you have to be able to hone the material and all. But you're a you're a big personality you could have done that but you're exactly right if you're going to be true to your family if you if you have children you have to put some other things aside i'm not saying it can't be done but being a stand up is so difficult <sighs> And you come the off the road the and your wife is waiting with the kids and she says, they're all yours now. And, you know, and you've, you've got to clean up your language and all. It's just so much 
it, it's so difficult. I'm speaking right now. If there's somebody who's a young person who wants to do that type of uh, uh, a job, I guess you can call it. Although Seinfeld never did, he said, "I never really had a job." Um, you you need to stay single, and uh, yeah. and just work at that craft for a, a period of I don't know, it could be twenty years. Yeah. Well, the the thing that I think about. Um, listening to what you just said, Lamar, is, is it's very true, um, to Bob's point, that you just can't have it all. But I think that you need to add two more words to that sentence. You can't have it all at once. Yeah. And you, this is why you should never, I don't care how crazy your freaking dream is. I don't care. Never give it up. Just because the timing isn't right today, or if some things happen, you made some decisions, you got dealt a few bad cards, whatever, doesn't mean that it it can't happen at some point. As long as you don't give up on it. Like Lamar didn't get bitter. He he came out of the garden and he got a job. <laughs> he got married. He had kids. He went through a divorce. He lost his business, which, as you all know, Lamar decided to go head to head with Blockbuster Video. This is the kind of business intellect we cultivate on the Bob and Sherry show. Like, let's get some of that in here, right? L Lamar has had, he's been down and he's been kicked and he's lost and he's had to climb back up. I have watched this man in the time I've known him. A 40 hour week for Lamar is what he does on vacation. I've watched this man work three jobs so that not just so that he could provide for his kids, but so that he could surprise them with a trip to see their favorite band in concert. I mean, like, really busted ass and never, ever, 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 ever gave up on that crazy dream that that chunky little boy in Hartwell, Georgia had when he was playing with the alligator in the pool in front of the trailer. Okay? And, and you made it happen. Yeah. You made it happen. And yeah. I think it's awesome and beautiful, and I love it. However long this, shenan this uh, charade goes on, I love it. Well, uh, all that being said, I have to say this, and I say this to anybody that talks to me about this. I'm talking to some people that have been very kind to me. You have gave me very great opportunities. Um, most people that I know don't go to the Olympics and stuff like that. Like, you know, I mean, I have been a lot of places and done a lot of things, and y'all have given me an outlet for whatever goofiness that I might have or whatever. So it's a two-way street here. I mean, I, I tell everybody, y'all have been so kind and generous to me. It's, it's just nuts. So that's our pleasure. It's, we're, it's we're been a good deal. Really we, glad, really glad. We to have, have had, <laughs> I'm going to take my two favorite, two of my favorite, I have so many, but two of my favorite um, early experiences when Lamar came on. Cause first Lamar was primetime Lamar and he reviewed TV shows. And then he became the people's movie critic because the man had three jobs and we were asking him to watch 10 hours of TV a night. So then he became the people's movie critic and um, he started traveling with us. And back in the olden days of Bob and Sherry, when we worked in corporate radio, um, the corp, the company had a corporate jet that they would let us use when it was available. So me, Bob, Lamar, Tony, we get on the corporate jet. And Lamar is looking around and you can see that this is what's happening in Lamar's mind. Well, it's about time some shit I expected to happen happened. Right? So Lamar is sitting there. He's got on this silk shirt with like, I don't know, pineapples and stuff on it. 
And the, the corporate jet had a drawer that you could open up and there was all this like alk liquor and snacks and everything. Lamar pours himself a single malt and takes a bag of peanut M&Ms, crosses one leg over the other and said, now this is what I'm talking about. That's right. Yes. This but, is what I thought it but, would be. But the universe, the universe, she, the universe, she a salty biatch because she giveth with one hand and taketh away. So we fly in the sky, 40,000 feet on the private jet. People's movie critic chewing on the M&M, sipping the scotch. We land. What's waiting for us on the runway? Oh, my God. A stretch limo. We get in the stretch limo. People's movie critic, who the night before was washing beer trucks, is like, now this is what I'm talking about. This is how his man's meant to live. And we're, we're, we're driving. The driver, his name is Chip, great guy. We're driving and we're going from event to event. We're just having a good time. And Bob's like, Lamar, we're so glad you could be here with us. This means the world to us. You're this, this is the best weekend. We're having such a great time. Suddenly the car stops. This, the divider goes down. Chip, the driver, puts his head through the partition and says, uh, we've got a situation here on the road. Lamar, you're a big boy. going to need you to get out and push. <laughs> there was something wrong with the limo. It was an older limo. I there was a speed bump. There was a speed bump, was a bump right before a hill. And he said, with me in the car, that it was going to drag. So if I would get out, it would get. <laughs> and can I tell you, I, I want the people to know something, Lamar. When Chip said to Lamar, you're big boy. I'm going to need you to get out. Lamar threw back his head and laughed like you had just given him a million dollars with the same delight that he had from the single malt, the M&Ms, and the sight of that limo to start with. The experience is the experience. And there's all it's kinds. It's everything. You've got to have the experience. And, I, you know, all I can think about is I was crawling out of the car and starting to push on the truck that – We'll be talking about this on the air. That's a fact. Wow. That's right. I've, That's a I've, got ex, I've got exciting news, Lamar. The corporate jet and limo days are long gone for radio and for Bob and Sherry. But Doc's granddad left him a ride mower, and he's coming to pick you up for happy hour. <laughs> That'll be great. I look forward to it. Well, welcome to the show full time. Thank are, you. Thank you. We I'm are excited. really glad. Overjoyed. And, and I think, I think it's, it, you, you've made... Uh, you freshened the show and made improvements in the program, and we appreciate that. And we Good will continue. We'll continue with Lamar's podcast, Talking Lamar, with new episodes of that every Friday. Friday afternoon, Talking Lamar. Friday evening, true weird stuff. Our website is B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Nobody's ever going to push baby out of the limo again, Lamar. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. You're the reason we do it. We'll see you on the next podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.